0: We're going to read from 2 Samuel chapter 7, uh, verse 11 to 13. 2 Samuel 7, verse 11 to 13, and we're starting halfway through verse 11. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and bloods. And I will establish his kingdom. He will be the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. This is the word of the Lord's.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Tim, but people call me the Doctor. Well, actually, people just call me uh, Oyu. Or, to be honest, people tend to avoid me, yeah. They tend to think I'm a bit strange. Can't imagine why. Uh, Anyway, I've heard that you're all here today to look at God's great Christmas promises. Well, I am here to help. I'm a time lord from the planet Gallifrey, and here is my magnificent time ship. So I wondered if you all wanted to get on board with me, get inside, and we'll travel through time to find out more. Don't worry, don't worry. It's bigger on the inside, lots of space for everyone. What's that? Pandemic. Hmm. Omicron. Okay. Uh, there is a lot of space. It's not easy to ventilate, though. Not when you're out in space. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell you what, better come up with a plan. Got my sonic screwdriver here. Yes. So the TARDIS can project a time bubble over everybody in the room. And it can even project it over the Wi-Fi if you're watching at home. And it can zip us all through time and space without you having to move a muscle. How does that sound? Great. Great. You sit right where you are and I'll do all the work. Well, that reading we just heard comes from the Old Testament. And it's a promise that God made to King David. And David lived in about 1000 BC. So that's our first clue for where we need to go. So that's where we're gonna go. 1000 BC. Have I got everything that I need? Sonic screwdriver. Check. Centurion's helmet. Never know when that might come in handy. And, uh, psychic paper. Very helpful. Okay, I think we are ready to go. Allons-y. Oh, here we are, and according to the chrono clocks, we are in 1000 BC, and we're looking oh, there he is, the man we've been looking for, King David, yes, King David, I'm a big fan. Give him a round of applause. Well, hello. Big fan, King David, loved your work with Goliath, great stuff, great stuff. Um, and who are you? And,
0: uh... What particularly strange clothes you're wearing. And shabby trainers. And that is a particularly weird headdress you have on. It's a very unusual style.
1: Uh, My name is John, uh, I mean Jacob the ziff Uh, Yes, uh, with the Near Eastern News. Uh, Don't worry, I'm one of the good Ziffites. Uh, And uh, we've come a long way, my friends and I, and we want to understand the Christmas promise.
0: Oh, a Christmas promise, you say? Well, I've never heard of Christmas before. I'm not sure what that's all about. But promises, well, I I have a good deal of experience with promises.
1: Well, that's a good place to start, isn't it? Well, what promises have you received? what's, What's happened? Oh, well, um... Who made the promise to you? Oh, well, that was the question. Um,
0: (laughs) I, uh, my God, my God, my God, the God who made the universe, the God of everything. He made uh, some promises to me, and they were pretty big. Well, tell us more. What did he promise you? Oh, well, the promise was about me and my family. Uh, He said that when I die, one of my sons uh, would become king, and he would have a kingdom,
1: is
2: that it?
1: I mean, you are a king. Isn't that what normally happens in royal... Fam- We've come a long way here. Isn't that what normally happens in royal families, that you have a son who's a king? Oh, yes, but...
0: Excuse me, I've got hair in my mouth. <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> um, I... Sorry, what was the, what was the question? Isn't
1: is this... I don't understand why this promise is so wonderful. Kings normally have sons who are kings after them. That's what happens in royal families.
0: Of course it is. But you see, this, this was no um, ordinary promise. There's more to the promise. Um, it was a much bigger promise because uh, this, my son would be no ordinary king. Uh, he'd be a special king. And he would rule and reign on his throne forever. What?
1: A forever king? Now, that is pretty special. That's pretty huge. In all my travels through time and space, I've never heard of anything that truly lasts forever. Even we time lords only live for so long, you know. Well, it is. It's
0: an amazing promise. A really amazing promise. But, you know, there is no one like my God. What was that about time lords? Well, David,
1: we must be going now. Thank you. Can we have a big hand for our royal guest here? Isn't that wonderful? And now I'm back as Tim. Okay. Well, already this morning we've heard of some pretty big promises, haven't we? Uh, Promises from the Gambian president that he'd rule for a billion years, or match-of-the-day presenters promising to uh, present in only their underpants. Uh, well, well, promises are sometimes big promises like that, aren't they? We've seen a few of those. But actually, promises are sometimes more everyday. It's something we all do. We make promises. We, we try and keep them, I guess. Uh, I don't know if anyone here has promised to tidy their room. Anyone ever done that? Hands up. Some people are honest. They Did you actually do it? Keep your hand up. Okay, no. Fine. Uh, you, might, you might make a promise that you're going to get off your Nintendo Switch when your parents tell you to. Uh, You might have promised your boss at work that you'll finish a piece of work before Christmas. Anyone had to promise that this year, I wonder? Or promise that you'll do the dishes. Promises can be sort of everyday things, and they can be enormous things. But here's the problem with, with promises sometimes, and especially with big promises. Sometimes we're able to keep them, but sometimes we struggle to keep them, don't we? Sometimes we're just not able to keep promises. And because we sometimes struggle to keep promises, it means we can sometimes struggle to believe promises, because we know that they're not always kept. Now, it's not just us who make promises. Throughout the Bible, God makes lots of different promises to different people. God promises Noah, for example, that he makes a promise that he won't ever send a great flood over the earth again. He promises Abraham. Uh, a people, land, uh, and blessing. But today we're looking at the promises God made to King David. But God, it's important to know this about God God is in the promise making business. Now, I'm going to give you 30 seconds where you are and see if you can talk to the people around you. And what are some of the things we've heard this morning that God promised to David? Talk to someone near you. What are the things we heard God promised to David? Okay, well, I think we were looking for three big things to take out of God's promise to David. Three different things uh, that he promised. And the first promise was this. He promised David a son. uh, A promise that he'd have a baby who would be a son, who would rule after him. And if you want to know where to find that, that's in 2 Samuel uh, 7 and verse 12. And it says it on the screen there. Uh, When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. That's the first thing God promised to David, a son to rule after him. At one point after David had died, one of his family members would rise up and God promised that that person would be a king. They'd have a kingdom. And actually, that's the second thing that God promised. that He promised that that son would have a kingdom. And there's a crown. Um, now, again, we, said it in the, we saw it in the drama, didn't we, with the doctor there? He wasn't that impressed at first because he thought, well, that's just normal for royal families, isn't it? So we have a queen in this country and she has children and grandchildren and some of them, if they were born first or whatever, they, they've always expected that it's just natural, it's just ordinary that when one reigning monarch dies, a king or a queen dies, the next person in line will take up the throne, and God promises to David, that will happen for you as well. Your, your children will take on the throne after you. But there's something special about this king and this kingdom that God promised. And we picked up on it, didn't we? It's going to be forever. It's a forever kingdom. Uh, verse 13, which will come up on the screen for us now. And God said to David, this son who's going to come, he will build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. One of these sons of David, one of these uh, people who are going to come and sit on his throne, is going to reign forever. Now, why was that such a big promise? Well, if we know the story of the Old Testament, then we know this. God's people needed someone to lead them. Because when they were left on their own, everyone did what they wanted, and it was a mess. They all went their own way, and the country was turning away from God. So God did give them leaders and some of those leaders were okay, but most were pretty rubbish to be honest and they didn't help the people turn toward God. But even when they got a good ruler, a decent king who loved God and wanted his people to love God too, he might have done some good for a little bit. But here's the problem. Eventually that king would die and then the people would be left to their own devices again and they'd turn away from God again. It was a very sad story. And so what they really needed was a king who would lead them to God forever. And that's why this is such an amazing promise, a forever king. A king who's always there to help us love God and follow him and serve him properly. And this is a huge promise when you think about it, isn't it? Uh, In our quiz, we we heard about the Gambian president promising to rule for a billion years. And and that just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? How could anybody ever promise that or be taken seriously? But actually, this is an even bigger promise. Not just to rule for a billion years. That's, That's a tiny amount of time. God says, no, I'll give you a king who'll rule forever. Way, way, way longer. But here's that question will God be able to keep his promise? We know about promises. We know sometimes they get kept and sometimes they don't. Will God be able to keep this huge promise? Well, we're going to think a little bit more about that in just a minute. But before then, we're going to sing a song, uh, a song which helps us. It travels through history uh, and looks at all the promises uh, that God has made to Abraham, to David, to other people too. So let's stand and sing together, God's people in God's place. Oh, I'm really enjoying this music. Have you guys ever played the Opera House at Virgil Tanazor Nine? They'd love you there. It's such a shame you haven't been. Okay, I'm back again. Okay, uh, we need to find out more about this Christmas promise. And according to the TARDIS computer, we need to go forward a thousand years to naught BC, there's an important fixed point in the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey pattern. Sounds very complicated, doesn't it? Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Promise. So, off we go. Allons-y. If you're feeling slightly dizzy, it's a perfectly normal side effect of time travel. It's fine. Right, now we're in 0 BC, and the Romans are around, and I did say, didn't I, this might come in handy. Very good, very good. Oh dear, the headdress has gone off, never mind. Okay, we're looking, we're on the lookout for somebody. And uh, hold on, over there, there is somebody. She's going to walk right by if we're not careful. Excuse me, miss, miss, could I have a moment of your time?
3: Yes, uh, wow, you look strange. How can I help you?
1: Uh, my name is Jonas Smithus a Centurion. Uh, don't worry, I'm one of the good centurions. It's, it's okay. Uh, I was wondering if you could help me answer a few questions. Believe
3: it or not, this is not the craziest thing that's happened to me recently. So no. sure, I'll help out.
1: Brilliant, wonderful. I'm trying to understand something called the Christmas promise.
3: Really? That's so exciting. Um, I've been thinking about promises... A lot recently.
1: That's brilliant! What a place to start. What promises have you been thinking about?
3: I've been thinking about the promises God made to David. Oh,
1: we know him. We met him not long ago. Great guy. Great guy.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I a month ago I was visited by an angel. I, I was pretty terrified. <laughs> never happened before. It never happened before.
1: What did the angel tell you?
3: Uh, The angel angel had a message to me. He told me I was going to have a baby, a son.
1: Congratulations. How far along are you?
3: That doesn't matter. Okay. You actually want to know what the angel said about this son. He told me the baby is going to be called Jesus, that he'll be a king, and that he'll have a kingdom the strangest part is that he'd be a forever king. He, it almost sounds too good to be true. It almost sounds like God's keeping his promises to King David. No way. That's amazing.
1: What a, what a stroke of luck running into you. I can't believe it. Anyway, we all need to be getting back into my time machine now. Uh, so can we have a big round of applause for Mary, everybody? Great stuff. Great stuff.
2: The reading that Tim's talking about is from Luke <laughs> Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, "'Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you.' Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God.' I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word in me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Linda. Turns out another effect of time travel is you get everything in the wrong order. Apologies. Uh, Well, we have now heard from Mary and we have heard from the Bible uh, in that reading. And there's one really important thing I want us all to take away from that reading. It's verse 37. It's on the screen now. Let's all say it together. We say together, for no word from God will ever fail. One more time. For no word from God will ever fail. That is the big thing we all want to take away from today. And it's the thing we can take away when we think about the promises that God has made. It's really important to know that because God's made them and no word from God will ever fail, it means we can be certain those promises will be kept. And we're going to think about those big promises to David, those promises we've already heard about. And some of them seemed impossible, but God will keep them because no word from God will ever fail. So we can trust that he will do whatever he says. So let's look at those promises one by one. I'll get my props back. First of all, the promise of a baby, a son, someone to rule. Uh, the, the first promise was that there would be a child, uh, someone to take over. And in our passage in Luke, in fact, there were two babies mentioned. There is Jesus, who Mary's going to give birth to, and it talks about Jesus' cousin Elizabeth. And she was going to give birth as well to to John the Baptist. And that all seems relatively ordinary, I suppose. There's a hospital just down the road and babies get born there every day. But actually, in this case, it seemed again like it was an impossible promise that they would have a baby. Because you, you heard it in the reading, didn't you? Elizabeth was thought to be unable to conceive. That meant everyone thought she couldn't have a baby. God says, don't worry about that. Don't worry about what people think. I'm saying she will, and no word from God will ever fail. But it's even more amazing with Mary, because she is a virgin, and that means she can't have a baby. It is impossible, it is actually impossible for her to have a baby. Or at least that's what everyone thought. But the angel says, doesn't matter if it seems impossible, doesn't matter if you've never heard anything like this happening before, Doesn't matter, God has said it is going to happen and, let's say it together, for no word from God will ever fail. Wow. So, second thing God promised, a crown because the baby was going to be a king. Now, we met two people, didn't we, a little earlier on in our service and and the first one, David, he looked very royal. He had a very royal robe, a very full, lovely head of hair. And a great crown looked looked just like a king, didn't he? But Mary didn't look so royal. Because when Mary lived, God's people had fallen on hard times. And the Romans had conquered them. So the only kings they were allowed were the ones the Romans put in place and chose for them. So the idea that they'd get another king of their own, again, that looked impossible. That would mean beating the Romans. And they were too big and too strong and too powerful. So they thought, well, we're never going to get another king, are we? So how can God's promise come true? And God says, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the Romans or how big they look. You are going to get a king, a great king. And he sent Jesus to them. And Jesus gathered people to follow him and become part of his kingdom. Uh, that kingdom's what we call the church today. Uh, and look, it's still going on. Billions of people today will gather round Jesus' word to listen to him and follow him. Jesus might be a very different kind of king to the other kings uh, that the world seen. Might be a very different kind of king to the kings they were expecting. But God did give his people a king. Even when it looked impossible that they would ever get a king again. They did because no word from God will ever fail. And third, uh, and this one's the big one, right? Forever. Forever, because, well, nothing seems to last forever. Uh, When we heard the promise that the Gambian president made of ruling for a billion years, we probably all had a little chuckle, because we know it can't happen. That is impossible, isn't it, for someone to rule forever. But God is in the business of making and keeping promises, even when they look impossible. At Christmas time, we remember the beginning of the gospel accounts, don't we? The beginning of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John about Jesus being born and the stable and Bethlehem and all that. But the story continues. And the story goes on. Jesus lives this perfect life. He's a brilliant leader. He leads people toward God. But some of the people didn't want him as a leader. And they killed him. And for a moment, it looked like it was all over. And it looked like God's promise had gone. So much for being a forever king, they thought. But remember, God's in the promise, uh, business of keeping promises that look impossible. And right then, when it looked impossible, after three days, Jesus came back to life. And he's still alive today. He's in heaven with his father, sitting on his throne, ruling the whole world. God has given us a forever king who is alive today. And that reminds us that no word from God will ever fail. I'm sure it was hard for David to believe those promises God made to him. And I'm sure for God's people throughout history, it's been hard to believe those promises sometimes. And I'm sure for us sometimes it's hard to believe that God has a plan, a good plan. And no matter what difficult things might be happening to you day by day, he does have a plan for you, a good plan. And he does have a promise, not just for you, but for the whole world, to make everything right. And I bet there are days when things are going wrong and you think God can't possibly keep those promises. They're impossible. They're too big. But then amazingly, he will anyway. Because no word from God will ever fail. And when we look back at Christmas, it's a great time to remember God's promises. He always keeps them. And that's the lesson I want us to take away today. God has promised a forever king. And he's given us that king, Jesus. And he is still ruling today. So when it looks tough for you this week, or next week, or when it looks tough for you next year, when you're feeling down in the dumps, and you think that God's promises to you and for the world couldn't possibly be true, Remember, God is in the business of keeping promises that look impossible. And remember, no word from God will ever fail.